none of us is working. We've never had it so hard. So please don't burn our shit hose down, or we'll have to shit in the yard. Welcome to the Salty Static Podcast. Well, I've been in town for 30 years, and every summer you goddamn renters come down here, and you think you can take over the whole town? Well, you can't. Why don't you get a job, Macaulay? All I need is some tasty waves, cool buzz, not fun. This one right here, this button. So we've got, uh, this is episode 21. 21? I think so. 21 of the Salty Static Podcast. Getting there. We got Jason Hatch in the studio, if you want to call it that. It's also an office. We're here. <laughs> Local legend. Um, so we're drinking some Kratom right now. Yeah, and some Kava. Kava. That's made my tongue numb. Tongue numb. Yeah, um, the Kava's serious. It's like... The last, strong man it makes it makes my tongue numb too the last time i did uh this was last friday with you and did i tell you i got like kind of queasy on the way home nice yeah i felt fine the whole time i was there we were there for like three hours but i feel like when i got into the car and started driving i feel like the motion maybe i felt like motion sickness because as soon as i got out of the car and went to bed i felt fine again yeah you probably just drank a little too much we had a lot of it yeah, you drank like two of them, I think. I think two I drank teas, two teas, and two. And then you drank like four kavas. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what it sounds. That's like what it was. Right? Yeah. The kava. Yeah. So you got to ease yourself into this, right? Yeah. Kind of like boozing, I guess. Like I mean, not- they say it has a reverse tolerance, and I definitely noticed that because I went working on a boat over in the Bahamas for a couple of months, and when I came back, I had one, and it was just like one having one kava hit me like I drank three or like four or five. Really? Oh, really? So it stays in your system for a while. I, don't, I, I really don't know if it, how long it stays in your system, but they say it it has a reverse tolerance. So, so reverse tolerance means like the, the, the opposite you, of, so I don't know. So you the more you do, let's you say need. pot. So if you smoke pot for the first time, you're going to be really high. Yeah. Then as you keep smoking it more and more, you'll need more and more to get that high. Yeah, or fine. So reverse of that would be you don't quality. feel anything the first time you do it, and as you do it more, yeah, you'll just you notice get the numb more and more effect. You won't really notice the relax, the relaxing goodness of it. Of it, yeah. Well, we got the red and white to try and get up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The red, the red, that kratom. It's like I, the red is like really good for pain, but um, what's white for? It's like a coffee. Like I, a stimulant. I, they say it's all like it's kind of from like the same plant as the coffee plant, mm-hmm. but it's different times of how they uh, cure it. Or um, I'm not exactly sure what makes the red, white, and green. I think it's different stages in the, the plant's growth. So right. it's all the same plant. <clears throat> it's all the same plant, okay. just different stages in the uh, in the age of, or growth of the okay. leaf. Well, that's like it's coffee. Great. What's funny is people always think like, oh, I want a dark roasted coffee. That'll get me awake. And actually, dark roast has less caffeine in it than a lighter roast. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? it's overdone or something? Like I, overdone. I guess, yeah. I guess they cook it out. I, cook, I guess if you make it a dark roast, you cook it longer so you cook the caffeine out of it. Okay. But like a lighter roast is going to have more effect on you, like stimulating you like caffeine-wise. What about weird? the cat shit coffee? 
Have you seen that? No. Have you heard of that? Cat shit coffee. It's this. No. Uh, it's it's not. It's like a cat-like animal lives somewhere. <laughs> cat in, shit coffee. Oh, I'm dead serious. And are you? Are you? And they like eat spelled it, they cat eat, shit. No, no. They eat the berries and then shit. I think I've heard. Out, I've heard of that. And then they that. roast that into coffee, and it's like a hundred dollars a cup or whatever. Cats do. Cats. Yeah, eat it's it. like a cat-like animal that eats the berries because it's a berry, you know, and then the, the bean is the seed. Um pretty sure anyway uh but the yeah they they ingest it then shit it out and they they gather all that and they roast it and that that's a coffee wow. and it's like it's like they did in uh that jerry seinfeld that comedians and cars getting coffee they that, they, they got cat it shit. him and one of the guys what they call it? it they call it cat no, shit coffee it's got some no no it's oh. got some <laughs> stupid name you know but uh yeah it's crazy it's it's, huh. it's such a weird also no what i'm good i don't need I don't oh, yeah. personally need, and I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for it or whatever. You know? Jesus, That's some expensive shit. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> so Hatch, you, uh, God, man, you got you got a story, like starting over here, moved to California, traveling with Corey and Andy, and then moving back, and here's where you are right now. But like all the spaces in between there there's a lot going on mm-hmm. so what did you uh are you you're from here you grew up here yeah from here indian rocks okay so you grew up with like Corey and jay and those guys yeah surfing but, yeah we used to actually compete against each other when we were in elementary school he went to uh cottingham and i was going to country day montessori and that's the first time we met was during the track events so we would compete against each other in, in the track? races in yeah track, track. oh yeah. really Damn, he was that. like my only competition, really. He was like the only guy that was really fast. That's so you, so, so you met him through through that. So you're going to different schools, and you met there. You didn't like meet surfing or anything. No, no. And then my brother and dad got a house right across the street from where he grew up, and that's kind of how we met, pretty okay. much, is from that. And then would you just like when they, because uh, we had a uh, Shay in here, and he was t- talking about growing up and stuff. So would, so would you, I guess, like piggyback and go with them on a lot of those trips with their dad like he said his dad just took him everywhere yeah pretty much pete had the van and he had it all set up where he you could stash all the surfboards up underneath this little wooden deck he built and he made the back just like a big lair a little nest for all of us to just crash there was like bean bags and pillows and yeah that's rad i remember we'd get like four or five of us in there and just go surf that's uh, so cool and, and i feel like for him probably it's great <coughs> to have because you got like the, all that energy of the youth like Oh yeah, you know, it's a push. Well, you. that know, keeps you fun. like stoked and yeah. pumped on everything. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know that Pete Lopez ever needed more stoke. He's, him, like, he's probably him one of the most happiest, peaceful, yeah, down to earth like, dude you'll ever meet. Yeah, for sure. And he will paddle out on any given day, like small doesn't matter if whatever the deal is, he'll paddle out. He loves it. Yeah. I hope I'm still surfing when I'm 64 years old, 60 years old, however he is. Yeah, he's definitely stoked. Yeah. So how old were you guys when you guys met at Montessori? What was that elementary school? Is that yeah, kindergarten? We were probably like seven, six or seven. I think we actually played T ball with each other too at one point. Yeah. The West Pinellas <clears throat> Little League. So were you surfing before that or is that kind of what got you actually? That's, that's into what got me into that's it. What yeah, got you my, into it <clears throat> I remember my first surfboard I got was like a, a little red ocean avenue that Jeff Klugel made and it was one of Corey's old boards and this is before I really hung out with Corey and Shay, but my dad knew Pete, and that's how 
my dad got the board for me. Right. And the next thing you know, my dad introduced me to him basically, and then they started inviting me into surf trips over to the East Coast. That's like the best. Where's the first place you went uh, on a real trip? Like, well, not a real trip, but anywhere outside of Florida. Costa Rica. We used to go down there for pretty much the whole summer after school was out, and we'd spend probably two months down there. And where would you go? What area? We'd go all over. We'd take uh, taxis or buses a lot because the taxis were too expensive for us back then. So how old were you? I think I was 15 the very first time I went to Costa Rica. So what, Pete's chaperoning? And no, nah, we had no chaperones. <clears throat> Shut was up. Like Skip Miller and Pete Fredrickson <laughs> oh, and just a bunch of knuckleheads. So you, Pete, Skip, Shay, Corey... Um, just that whole crew, the whole Indian Rocks crew, mm-hmm. the anonymous prime crew. Yep. Gabe, Gabe would go a lot. Uh, Pete Salerno. Oh man. Pete Salerno. So would you guys, uh, ever, how did you, did, who, did everyone, did people who speak Spanish and stuff or how was that getting around? If- uh, we kind of figured it out. I mean, we did, some of us spoke a little bit of Spanish, just enough to get by. So it wasn't like super gnarly. I mean, yeah. You could get everything you needed at the grocery store and you could read signs at and buses would tell you which direction they were going. So right. people were generally like friendly, like kind of <clears throat> stoked, not stoked, but you know what I mean? Kind of didn't bother you or helped you out if you needed it yeah i mean it's changed a lot down there for sure since then i mean now it's just a major tourist destination and surfing's become a lot popular with the internet so yeah there's just a lot of people down there now so when did you all secrets places get blown yeah now fast yeah done yeah so i was gonna say i heard a crazy story about uh i don't know if it was you and lucent or if it was you and skip but you guys flipped yeah, the we, truck, like, and everyone has died yeah, that has flipped on this cliff. It's that de- death bridge is what they called it. That's in Costa Rica? It's, yeah, it's yeah. like this, there's this little bridge that just a couple of bridges, I think, before you get into the Pavones town, and there's no guardrails at all. It's just a cement plank going across this river. How high is it? <clears throat> well, we were there in December, so that's, I think, what saved us because typically it's in the rainy season during the summer months, our summer. Mm-hmm. It's just a probably like 10 feet and just a raging river out to the pacific oh shit and it's 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 like a 20 foot ravine straight mm-hmm. down but luckily there was only maybe like waist deep water but uh our friends were in front of us and they were throwing banana peels at us i think it was aj finan and <laughs> from aj surfboards cannibal yep. cannibal surfboards and uh couple other guys were in front of us and they're throwing banana peels at us and we're like dodging banana peels and it's like six foot tall grass on both sides so you really don't see anything coming up no no signs or nothing and next thing you know that the road turns and then grass just stops and there's this cement plank going across the river and we actually did a 50 50 axle grind across it started started teetering to the right and as we're falling there's these metal support beams that somehow luckily grabbed the tire and didn't penetrate through the windshield and decapitate us but it it spun us into a kickflip and we landed right side up the opposite way we were coming in the middle of the river and i just remember pure silence for the weirdest amount of time and couldn't even it just seemed like time stopped and i i just remember hearing my buddy dan godfrey say god 
no and, and, then, <laughs> and then everything just went quiet and I remember like sitting there and <clears throat> there was a camera next to me so I just hit record and I started filming oh shit I didn't know that yeah I still got the footage somewhere but it's funny footage too because when you see it before that it's like us rolling joints and flying down the road and the next thing you know we're just in the middle of this river so if you're in the middle of the river it's way steep is water like rushing in the car yeah, at all had, or? Well, it, as soon as we opened up our doors water filled up the car probably up to about the seat level and then we had fish in our car i got it all on the, the camera it shows oh, the fish in shit. our car and next thing you know i look up it's all like just sinking <clears> in what happened and i look up and i see our friends standing up on the bridge with towels ready to make tourniquets and Holy ready shit. to save us so and, yeah if you guys would have good no scratch no real scr- just a couple scratches and yeah right. surfboards made it if you would have flipped and landed right. rooftop first probably would have got crushed or drowned or maybe. drowned yeah because we might have not been able to get the doors open or something because that's was, fucked up how, if you think you about that <clears throat> i was probably like 19 okay so you're still pretty young like still yeah, yeah. yeah. what's crazy to think though is that that's all that was was a rotation Half of that rotation, and you would have went like rooftop first, possibly smashed. Because what kind of a vehicle was it? It was a Nissan Pathfinder. And yeah, it, that would have caved. <clears throat> yeah, like it's not like a Jeep. I mean, when it's probably rocks and boulders or whatever on the on the the riverbed, mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a pretty steep embankment, and we didn't really know what to do. There was no way we could drive out of it. The whole front end of the car, I guess, we landed nose first. And it cru- it totally crushed in the whole front end of the car. So, next thing you know, we see a local farmer come with his tractor, and he offered to pull us out. He pulls us out, and we kind of just evaluate what's going on. And he hooks his chains up to the front of the truck and starts torquing it all out, and so pulled the whole front end back out, oh, and then everything cranked Body up. Bodywork, no yeah, fucking towing package. Fired right yeah, back it up. fired back <laughs> that up. That is it's, fucking insane. So the next thing you know, or we we get yeah. to, we end up getting out of that nightmare, and we ended up getting to surf Pavones that evening and surf down there. And the next thing you know, we're the truck fucking worked. Did you just yeah, go was, bonkers when it fired up? Were you guys uh, like, we were, no fucking way? Yeah, we were, yeah, we were all stoked again. It was like somehow made it through Death Bridge. I mean, everybody that's ever gone off that bridge has died because they all probably land upside down. Or yeah, sideways and, and or typically like the summertime, like I said, that <clears throat> thing would just be flowing. Like if you've ever been down to Costa Rica and seen those rivers flow during the rainy uh, season, it, yeah, they're, they're just they're moving. Right now, damn, that's crazy. And depending on like I was gonna say like if you so if you did that and you would have lucked out and landed you know still um tires first in you know seven or seven feet of water let's say we would have well i was gonna say depending on which way the current you're facing the current like if you were facing into the current like the hood of the car was into the current you wouldn't have been able to open your door Mm -mm. like there's no way it would have the the current would have kept it shut you would have not been able to get out that's fucking crazy No, yeah, that's not that's gnarly, man. That's a that's but it, it gets so even right. worse from there. Like like, we thought we were all good, and we ended up like next thing you know, the we like we we're kind of like a national news story there? because people started hearing stories of it, and they heard about that we got out and that we're driving this rental car around. So the rental car company like, Blanca, like trying to find <laughs> us, and we were literally way down in Pavones, southern Costa Rica, and we ended up leaving there we surfed a couple like maybe two days there and the swell was dying so we got out of there and we were headed north up to witch's rock like playa negra area 
somewhere mm-hmm. up there and pan american highway is just like single lane north and south <laughs> and there's typically tons of uh semis on there just moving stuff up and down the central americas you know right. and we were flying north and remind you that the uh the front end damage that happened oh yeah the hood wasn't really staying shut that well so we kind of had it tied off with some leash string or something and mm-hmm. next thing you know we're flying oh, we're flying north and a pack of like 15 semis just all lined up flying as fast as they could down the other that direction road, the other direction the whole hood just flies rips off cracks the windshield glass goes shattering everywhere oh my god and my buddy skips trying to drive sticking his head out the window like this because the hood's halfway still on there and oh somehow just barely got, got out of that one just we pulled off to the side of the road and we ended up just ripping the whole hood off the car and just leaving the hood on the side of the road so now there's just like the story's just getting better for the rental car company. They're hearing about this fucked up rental so, car. Yeah, what happened with it's that? It's so wild that they're hearing about it because it's such a small, you know, thing. Oh, what, oh, yeah. the the uh, the news is, that's what you're talking about? The that's how they're spreading. hearing about it? That's the word spread that quick about that. Because you can tell back then the rental cars were easy to spot. There wasn't like a lot of tourism yet. So right. it was kind of like, it was always like the Nissan, Path, red Nissan Pathfinders you knew were a rental vehicle and right if you saw this thing flying down the road it was just beat down like just shredded to bits so you guys used to go there a lot you guys would yeah. take trips it's like basically I mean, where i learned how to surf was down there we just it was super cheap for tickets and just easy how often do you think you guys would go back then every summer i'd go for the whole summer just where would you guys stay we would camp Back then, you could find hotel rooms at the AC for like five to ten bucks a night. Oh, really? Per person, so it was like we'd spend a couple nights living it up, some AC and some hot showers, and we'd go to Pavone's for like a week or so if we saw a swell coming, and it was just camping. And we would have little kids wake us up in the morning with hot empanadas for breakfast, (laughs) so we didn't really have to worry about breakfast. And they had a little local bar there. We would just go and get lunch and dinner, and or the grocery store, just buy simple stuff like pastas and pbjs and And you're probably progressing so fast because all of you like you know you get a a pack of friends like that you're gonna just push each other and and that's really where i learned how to surf but then i i remember going to tahiti for my first time and that was just like a totally different ball game i felt like everything that i ever learned did me no good at all it was like i was learning yeah the sport of surfing all over again right that place was challenging and humbling for well, sure it's, yeah. it's funny how like good i don't know well, we don't have waves here really you know what i mean and how, it's crazy how good like you guys got like skip you dan godfrey johnny you know like um obviously Corey and shay but like it's weird you can always tell when someone knows how to like someone's good at surfing even if you don't know what surfing is you you're like oh that guy's good mm-hmm. and like all of you guys from Indian Rocks were better than anybody around here, obviously, but even better than a lot of guys on the East Coast at the time. You know, I, I just noticed that like we're just way more wave hungry, and we surf conditions that most people wouldn't even look at. You know, right. and that's all we had. But I mean, there, I feel like that's everybody like over I, here, but I, not everybody got that good. No, you know yeah. what I mean? But, like, 
But once you're like, it's that group of people. So you're right. pushing and your feet, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. but like how you're saying, yeah, you're wave hungry, you're surf, you know, it's kind of like, not really, but like skateboarding in, in, in California back in the day, like everything's kind of perfect and they're skating picnic tables. So then on the East coast, you're like, oh, they're skating a picnic table. We should skate a picnic table, but not realizing the ones in fucking California are way smaller, are way smaller yeah. you know, yeah, so yeah. like. In the ground, you know, like the ground's not as good, like especially like the northeast right. the ground shit. So it's like a, just a different. Why is it you think? Um, I guess this is like totally blowing sunshine up your ass, but why is it that you think that your guys's crew of friends got so much better at surfing and living here? All the if you're going spending your summers in Costa Rica, just I don't know. Trips? I think we were just kind of like a pretty aggressive bunch of kids. You know, we were listening to punk rock and at an early age and just yeah just getting nuts you know we didn't yeah. really so at this point Corey and shay are competing like nationally right mm-hmm. when you guys are like yeah they were full on like 16 17 18 19 years old yeah they were already traveling at an early so age you think that had a big impact on like i don't because i don't know like anybody who's listening to this that knows you guys you know knows everybody like they know that be, you know any of the spots beach streets sand key wherever like there's a pecking order of who's really good and you know people who are just kind of everybody has a good time mm-hmm. but there's people that you want to watch surf and there's people that you want to be like i'd rather him take that wave right now because he's gonna do more on it he'll do more with it and it's just funny how like i don't know i just think that's it's really weird like with maybe Corey and shay on this national level and then I don't know you guys being such a tight knit unit wanting to just get better and you know what I mean that's what it is I mean and when people see <clears throat> that Adam's getting to me right now when I'm getting pe- kind of shaky when people <laughs> see that fire in your eye and that seriousness they mm-hmm. they get it you know they know that they're not really there yet so they kind of do sit back I remember the first time I went to snapper rocks and paddled out there and I was just totally blown away because i'd never really seen pro surfing in my face right and to see like mick fanning do a turn right in your face and see the seriousness of the look in their eye when they're paddling and like even tahiti like when i surfed there with those guys like just the seriousness and the focus and the determination yeah you see it you know and it's that's what kind of opened up my mind of the seriousness that's involved if you want to get on that level yeah yeah well what's funny is it's kind of like um it's so true. Like when you see someone who's an actual pro surfer, you know, that's or pro, any pro athlete. Um, when you watch someone though, like in real life, surf a decent wave, um, you see, it's so much different than watching a video. A video. It's kind of, it's like, you get it. Like you see like the power, the speed, like you're like, Whoa, there's like a lot of, there's just so much more to it. You don't see on a, on a screen. You don't even understand how the ocean's moving. You just right. see right. a guy in a tube or it, something. I mean, it's, we went to Montana, and we were we took tons of pictures. We were in Glacier National Park. We took all these amazing photos, and it's like, man, this is so like. But it's not the photos but we have are amazing. Doesn't but doesn't get doesn't justice. Touch looking at it in real life, and nothing's moving in that. But like when you see someone watching Kelly Slater on a wave on an, a video is one thing. Or even Corey, you know what I mean? Corey or Shay, or even you for that matter. But when you see someone on TV 
or on a screen and you watch them surf and you're like, oh, what? That was sick. That air was so sick. If you see that same air in real life, <clears throat> like, it's like, holy it's fuck. Powerful. How fast yeah. was he just going to get that? Like, it's powerful. When the cam- I don't know, maybe that's part of it. Like, the camera following someone as they're going fast slows them up in our minds. But when you're paddling out and you see someone like, whoo, 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 and they fucking slap into the lip and fucking fly out four feet, five feet, and you're like, oh. Holy shit. And he stuck and he stuck it. You know, like, I don't know. You it's, see it. You there's see more, it. there's a lot more to it when you see it in real life. I think sure. that, like, the, the, what would scare me, I mean, I only <clears throat> probably really surf big, like, barrels in um, Cape Hatteras one oh, yeah. time. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I just, you know, in the same, same, like, there was a day or two where I, I probably shouldn't have paddled, but everyone else did. So right. fuck it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a far paddle out was, there. And it was not, yeah, but it was like like heavy, and you're like, oh, this is, you know, where you actually see people covered up in a few seconds or so, right. and then come out, like where you can't see him, like, and and it was, I was just like, that was kind of humbling, you know, you fall in that shit, and I was like, all right, this is enough, you know, right. you get smacked once or <clears throat> twice hard, and you realize how, because like even here, I guess on the East Coast, it's, it's pretty good, but it's different over there, you know, it's like just like a different wave, and like so I can't imagine like. Yeah, being in like Tahiti or surfing like Hawaii and shit. It's got to be, like you said, re- learning how to surf all over. Like learning it all over again. I remember so like, when I first pulled up there, I mean, it took me an hour to get my shit together because I was just like totally baffled. I remember sitting in the boat and seeing Corey and Shane Beshin and Jay Moriarty. I think Rochelle Ballard was there. It was when they were filming the O'Neill experience video. And I remember sitting in the boat and I was just like looking at my surfboard, looking at the wave. <laughs> and looking at my surfboard <laughs> and looking back at the wave and I was just like fuck this isn't a video anymore right you know, you're like, here I'm you're here. there I'm there and I just like it took me so long to put it together and I remember paddling over to the wave and I was just like sitting on the sidelines watching <laughs> for a little bit yeah and they're all waving me over like trying to get me to the, Corey's like it's like beach streets over here and it's like <laughs> it's no, like no, it's no. like <laughs> solid six foot chopu you know like real deal and I'm so, just like yeah, beach streets. Yeah. How did you did you paddle out? Yeah, I paddled out, and I was sitting there, and Jay Moriarty, and uh, he passed away. He passed away, unfortunately. Didn't he? Yeah, he had a shallow water blackout. I think is what happened. Oh man, free diving. Oh fuck. But I remember seeing them. They were kind of like eyeballing each other, challenging each other to right. see who was going to take it. And they, they said, "Let Hatch get this one." And I'm like, <clears throat> not even prepared. Just like totally like, oh shit. Go hatch, and I'm like <laughs> scr- trying to scratch into this thing and just get. Did you I get into it? I got into it, but I just remember like sliding down the face of it and just like no. F- it's front side for you, yeah, right? front side yeah. for me, but goofy footed. Yeah, and it just that was my first wave, and it just like I was totally unprepared for it. And it did just, you eat shit? Yeah, I ate shit. I ended up like <laughs> eat sliding down the face in the barrel and just like sl- body surfing it, and then it just fucking sucked me over and pounded me down and broke my leash and I had to swim in and get my board and then paddle all the way around and I was like fuck it took me a couple to kind of figure it out and once I finally started like figuring out the it was all paddling like you're paddling and commitment like you really had to go yeah like there was no question if you were going to paddle for it you better keep going and don't even second guess it. There's okay, yeah. So not like yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say you still and you get those like, oh, well, I do like you know you get the jitters sort of like as a new spot everyone's watching like even now I'll go to the fucking skate park, 
And if there's a bunch of people and like a bunch of kids, they're good. I feel like way different than if it's like right. It's just like you're. I just get that. Like and everyone, I think does. You have well, that, the, like still that thing you had when you were like a with a wave like Chopu too. I feel like oh fuck that him saying around. you know the you better go like it's I don't know. I guess it's the it would be similar to dropping in on like a vert ramp like. If you hold back, you're gonna fall. Yeah, that's oh, what it's yeah. like. That's you have to like 100 commit like to you're, it. You're dropping in head first and head down. You know, mm-hmm. just straight head down. You're going. Do you ever get any uh, really bad wipeouts while you're there? I didn't really wipe out really bad, but I took one on the head. This was a different year <clears throat> than that trip. I think it was my second time I was there. I went with my buddy Tom Mason, and uh, guy's a fucking animal. Yeah, he, he, I didn't realize he was that gnarly. He's awesome too, but he was really impressed me when we were in Tahiti. Tom's I, Tom's gnarly. I remember seeing Tom Mason surf at Beach Streets, and I never, I didn't know who he was, but I saw, you know, I saw him roll up with you guys, and I was like, this guy, and he just, he reminds me of kind of like Heath Linkholder. Oh yeah, just a wild man. Yeah, like, just like similar build, just like big dude. But you see it in his eye, crazy, real good, dude. Yeah, like. But he's like a, one of the nicest dudes ever. But he literally looks like he'll kill he'll you. Kill you yeah, <laughs> for yeah, real. Yeah, he he is like at that insane in the yeah. wild. He's a, he's like, I, I mean, I haven't surfed in a long time, but I remember like when I would, I'd be like, it's so intense. Like he's coming at you, like yeah. no matter what. Like <laughs> yeah. it's there's no. I'll wait a minute. It's it's you got to move or you're fucking getting run over. But yeah, Tom had spent a few seasons in Hawaii. So he had been in big, powerful surf before. This was my first time. I mean, Costa Rica is not even, yeah. not even the same right. caliber right. as what Tahiti will throw at you. And we're sitting there and it was a, a swell was picking up. Andy Irons was there with us too. We were all, that's where I first met Andy. We were all staying at the pension bonjour and it was reef Macintosh, Andy and two of his buddies. And, um, back then, Tahiti was pretty quiet, you know. It was kind of not too many people. Nowadays, it's a, a, a scene. You yeah. Know? Like any time there's a swell, there's at least thirty to fifty people out there trying to get barreled. So were gonna... you were you there just were you filming? No, were you these, there just trips just were to just go pure surfing. Yeah, and... yeah, just pure surfing. That's surf, what I was gonna ask you. When did so when did you start like uh, like when did you just start like uh, videoing Corey for a living? Like how'd that conversation go? Like or like. You know what I mean? Where did that, when did that transition start? Skip Miller was filming them, and uh, I think he had just kind of gotten involved in a pretty serious relationship and kind of wanted to hang here with his chick and mm-hmm. didn't really want to go. And that's when Corey asked me if I wanted to go to Australia, and I was like, shit. When was this? I'd say back in. Uh, probably 2001 maybe yeah maybe maybe somewhere around there maybe 2000 so if and that's back when you could get clips i mean in in the late 90s early 2000s like i remember hearing um you know you could get 350 dollars an edited minute or was it a minute it was like 400 dollars a minute for anything that was used in right. a movie now were in they paid for your trips or you got a front mm-hmm. of, and they pay you back yeah it, and it just depended so some photographers, I think, funded their own trips, but I was able to have a lot of my trips were all. Paid. Well, I was gonna say like with so with Corey, um, 
basically you video and Corey, it kind of, it was a symbiotic relationship because he would get good clips because you're a good videographer. He'd get good clips and you could actually sell the footage of your friend mm-hmm. to like who, just whoever, Bill Ballard and whoever was making videos at the time. I mean, back then I was specifically shooting for a project and for his sponsors. So that, that footage was already spoken for. Okay. But as time passed, I, and I started picking the ears of all the guys that I looked up to as photographers and video, video, there wasn't really any videographers back then too much that I knew of that I would look up to, except like the guy that did all the billabong movies, uh, Jack McCoy. Oh yeah. He was kind of like back then in those days, I think all those billabong movies were like the best movies ever. Like, like billabong pump. pump and yeah. Like, all that stuff. It was just like all the Aki. What was the Aki movie? Uh, documentary. Well, no, before that though, right? That was after. Yeah, the documentary was all after he won the world title, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so, <clears throat> so, it's like 2001 or whatever, and you're basically traveling the world with your best friend, getting footage of him surfing the best waves in the world. Yeah, but yeah. you just get a lot of time to surf. Or yeah, at any time the boys were done and they were taking their break, I'd go out and surf with i think hopper was traveling with andy at the time oh, so yeah. shannon yeah. yeah so he would uh him and i would get to go surf we'd go surf together and it was pretty cool because you're just surfing all these waves that you've always seen and heard about and right with all the people that you've all heard the, about yeah and like get, and getting, that's crazy getting to meet all the those pros that i looked up to like aki and luke egan and just getting to oh, chill with them yeah, and hang out right. and well that's i mean that's the and perspective you, that Oh, so how did you travel around Oz? Did you, were you guys just driving like around every like? Were you going to rural spots as well as like known? Yeah, I mean, towns, if we were in the middle of nowhere, what was? We would do a lot of exploring. There's just a lot of coastline and a yeah. lot of waves. And when the contest scenes on, I mean, most guys are typically at the site where the event's going to be held, and it's just a scene. You know, everybody's out there frothing and just comping out mm-hmm. and trying to. So you got the rest practice, of the so. country to yourself. Yeah, so we would go and do missions and just trying to get clips and stuff without a lot of people around. And we'd drive a couple hours down the coast or wherever we knew it was going to be good. Just paddle out those guys, the like, spot. If you were with, like, Corey or shit, they would have to go to the contests? Yeah, I mean, if their heats weren't but that day, whoever's just, heats weren't that day, we'd rally a little crew together and just go grab a photographer and me, and we'd just go find a a spot to ourselves and just try to get some work done what was your favorite spot to surf in australia i liked um deba that beach was break was say, always D-ba fun it's really so wedgy wedge, and yeah. it's wedgy oh, and so good barrels and you can always catch a good wave out there i, I had a hard time surfing at a uh, snapper rocks because during those contest times it's just you got QS guys out there and pro guys just trying to practice and do their thing. And a like, wave like a wave like Deba, um, I always want to know. I've never. It just looks so rippable. It's rippable. But is it like, it or really is it is. way? Where will it beat your ass? I mean, what sure, is it, it will. What is it, it gets heavy it out there. It just wedges up and then just is it is it right and left it's right and left yeah but the right just looks so good on yeah. it. i don't know every time i've seen it it's like the little jetty in the background right yeah that's a little it's like a sometimes it'll jetty. get a really nice bowl off that jetty and sometimes it'll be like a slopey nice roundhouse carvy type of a way but then it gets on the inside and that slopiness will just turn into a thick barrel sometimes too yeah 
Like it gets good. So when you guys were when you were traveling with Corey, like in the beginning, you know, the beginning stages, and um, how long would you guys be gone, like from home, like from here? I'd be on the road pretty much for. It seemed like I was on the road for about fifteen years, and maybe a little less, but we were on the road year annually for about ten months of the year. Oh wow! So come March, we're in Australia for. All those events, you got the Gold Coast, Snapper Rocks event, you have the Bells Beach Pro event, and then there was the, the, the WQS over at Margaret River in West Australia. The place is scary. Yeah, it's it, it just feels sharky. It, yeah. It's just, so is that crocodiles too? No, it's just, no, great, just, white. just great white city over yeah. there. I, I've always loved it over there because it's kind of like all country and farmland, and that's really where you see a lot of the kangaroos attitude oh really just everywhere um what about the box isn't that by that's by bells right no that, that's uh, right? in west australia by margaret river yeah bells is in southern australia you ever see that wave yeah i've seen I the one that breaks like out in the middle of nowhere kind of it just it's dumps. just like a big like big barrel but i mean just like a like a like a reef in the middle of nowhere so yeah like, like a like slab, slab kind of something yeah you ever surf that I never wanted to surf it being a backhander and with during that oh, yeah. I mean if I had it by myself mm-hmm. I'd give it a go with like me or Corey or somebody else but yeah. every time I've been there it's Wardo I mean you got all the guys out there and it's like 50 dudes sitting on one peak so it's just a full battle fest I mean just, yeah, those yeah. guys are battling and cutting each other off and burning each other and it's just yeah, it's not are, a fun scene. It's like throwing a filet mignon into a pack of wolves, basically. Really? A bunch of wild Aussies. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> know, right? Everybody's just me, 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 mine. What's the? What are some other places that are like that, like real heavy? I mean, pipes, obviously. Yeah, but it, some of those places are more spread out where a wave like the box is kind of just such a defined, focused area that you need one. to be. It's one spot where like lowers, yeah, it's it's a... It's a A-frame, that, but it's spread out. You have like an outside, a mm-hmm. mid-range zone, and an inside. So you can always sit somewhere in the between and catch a wave somewhere. Right. You know, you don't have to be out the furthest on the peak. But those those guys usually get the best waves because the big ones are going to break out there first. So Right. That's funny. So with you guys, who was you traveling? You know, you're going literally around the world with these guys who was like the crew that you would that you would I mean, it was basically back then we were cruising with uh just like shay Corey, andy bruce <clears throat> uh chris ward kalani rob sunny garcia was hanging out with us Jeez. a lot um how were those guys to travel with pretty cool yeah yeah kalani was just an animal in the rental cars though he'd always just <laughs> pull the e-brake around every corner and just getting nuts and i was gonna say because i feel like he out. seems like oh. i don't know you know obviously i don't know but just from videos he seems like he'd be the most yeah well-mannered one. no i nah. feel like he's nuts i don't know he I, was pretty nuts there's a lot of um it's just crazy how everybody and it's just weird to look now like even chris ward you know like everybody's a dad you yep. know like everybody grew up and i know that that's what happens but it's just, I don't know, it's interesting because you look back and, I mean, I spent years probably, if you tallied it, watching surfing videos. 
You know what I mean? Like watching all those guys. And you were actually out videoing them. So, you know, surfing with them. And it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so that led, obviously, like, that led to just filming all those guys and making, like, independent videos? Or we just would you just break off the footage, like, all right, this goes to... This is Andy, this goes here, this goes Bruce, goes the bulk, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like depending on who paid for the trip, they get all the footage of, obviously, their guys. Yeah. But if I was shooting anybody else, I would get a hold of their sponsors and see what if they needed anything. Yeah. You know? So what... Who was your favorite to watch? You could say Corey because he's your best friend. <laughs> write it down on a piece of paper and slide it. In. I'm just kidding. <laughs> who you really? Yeah, who are you like most surprised by? Like, Aki, oh, this day. dude is <laughs> the. I mean, so good. there there's so many of those guys are so gnarly in their own way. You know, they all it's it's like d- different forms of art. You know, you can't say one's better than the other, and that's yeah. why I never really enjoyed watching contests too much because i saw a lot of guys that were gnarly just getting screwed just by timing yeah that's you know, what i just think about. It, it's it's like it's not like at a skate park where you can get a rundown and you're yeah gonna have your your wide your, open yeah the park's yours for whatever but I don't even three like minutes the, with skating i don't even like the runs down on it like we yeah. watch a contest they the same run the whole fucking contest yeah. pretty much it's like boring. i want the, i like the like the dudes that are just wild they never right. win but it's like way more exciting to watch you know like, where some where contests it's like time and what you're gonna get within that time you know sometimes the ocean just goes dead and yeah you don't yeah, have any don't ability see. to get any scores in you know and it's it's some guys get robbed you right, because they don't really get to even get a chance to perform just because of this the way the what the ocean's doing, mm-hmm. you know. It's crazy, like just the the opportunity that you got with all that. Like, did it ever when you were traveling? Did you did it? Like, what was your mindset back then? Were you like, like, did it ever set in? Like, I'm fucking traveling the world with the best surfers in the world, and I'm getting paid to do it. And like, did that ever set in, or were you just like kind of in the moment, just fucking? I think I was just I'm in young, the moment, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I just was enjoying it because everything was always changing. You know, there wasn't anything really stagnant about it. Everything was always a new adventure to a place I'd never been. So it was just tons of excitement and just taking it all in. It's so and was weird. it always pretty welcoming, like the locals and stuff, like because of who guys, everybody they was. Shit yeah, because of like I mean. I mean, like for me, like I like growing up watching surf movies like North Shore. You see how like aggro and you know the Hawaiians can mm-hmm. be with defending their home yeah. turf, like but, on a Hollywood setting. But if you're hanging with Bruce and Andy and yeah, Sonny and you know mate Mike Ho and it's, right, you're with the crew. So it's like I just didn't really get to experience that like vibe that bad vibe because i was hanging with all the boys it wasn't like and what if i would go surf and pipe i remember just like sitting out there and kalani would be like yeah hatch go you know people right like having them give me waves because yeah. they, they know that i'm standing on the beach cooking all day and right right they'll just give me waves that's awesome yeah that's you know i i i think that like i feel like if you're like with those guys it's probably a lot like i was just listening to uh wait which fletcher it was like kind of the first Christian day Fletcher. Christian, yeah. It was an yeah. interview with him, and he said he'd always like go somewhere. If, if he went somewhere new, he would like start talking to the locals first, and then maybe like smoke weed with them, and then yeah. hang out. Then ask him if it was cool if he surfed, and he's like, you know, they're like, yeah. yeah. And then when he go out there, he'd ask, "Can I get this?" You know, like wait until they. 
Right. It's like after a little while, they're like, go, go. You it's know, just, it's like you just got to be fucking cool because. I feel like back then it was just, uh, not back then, but it's just a different time. I don't know. I feel like, if, I don't know, when I look at footage and even just fashion, as gay as that might sound, bad word, you know, I'd use G word. You can use it. It's Florida. You know what so. I mean? You know what I mean? Like it, I feel like everything was just very, uh, I don't know, super competitive and it was just that time was just weird. I feel like, I don't think, I don't know. It was more you were raw. There. I mean, You'd it was, it was just more raw. Yeah. You know, there was no social media. There was no internet, right. you know, like nowadays it's like, you don't even know who really, like, it's like the internet chicks out there, you know, that yeah. are supposedly models, but they're not real models. It's like the same thing is going on in the surf scene. You see tons of people posting stuff like they're the guy, but... Do you think that uh, social media would have, like, if you could, if social media would have been around back then, do you think that could have helped, like, uh, just further your career in, like, video, like video and editing and taking photos and stuff, or do you think you would have just, it would have, I mean, there's so many people now that are, you know, I mean, just there's a million people that do it now. So. That's yeah, that's kind of like. But I feel like back then you were one of very few people that were getting footage and was into video and into photography and like wanted the art form of it to capture the moment. Like there weren't that many people out there doing it now. Now, see that's fucking kind of, everybody. Well, that's 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 a thing. Like I guess kind of, I think maybe in a way, what kind of turned me off <laughs> from the video side of things and what's that? Just because of just the amount of people that were doing it, you go down to the beach and every mom and dad's down there now with cameras right. and then Surfline came out. And the next thing you know, like you'd be down at lower shooting all day and you go home and it's on Surfline that right. night, everything right. you were out there trying to capture. So it's like, what am, I do, what am I doing out here? There's no more surf video premieres anymore. Yeah, like there's no, vi I mean, if there is, it's all on YouTube. Yeah, they, it's all. They, I don't know. I, I miss that. I feel and like it watch it once. It, yeah, I mean, you'd be done. stoked to go buy that video mm -hmm. and see that video, you know? Yeah. Oh, you'd wait Wear like that fucking two thing months, out. Three months for it to come out. You're like chomping at the bit. You yeah. Know? Like, I can't wait for this. I hate video. that that's, I hate, that's the one thing that <clears throat> I think it's cool that social media has brought and made the world seem a lot smaller. But I hate that nothing feels exclusive anymore. It's definitely helped the sport grow. And that's good for the people that own businesses in the surfing industry, but it's also bad for the the surfers that don't want to deal with all the donkeys in the water. Right. Now, you know, now surfing's cool and everybody wants to do it. Right. And you kind of have to deal with a lot more speed bumps in the road now. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. I mean, everybody's stoked and happy. You know, I've definitely learned and have squashed my, uh, dick attitude in the water <laughs> now i'm just kind of more chill and just i just try to find my own waves now i don't even care if i surf like the popular spot or the best spot i just rather find a spot by myself and have fun and not have to battle everyone right so you can just kind of get into a rhythm and enjoy yourself and not have to play a game of chess <laughs> yeah especially if the you know the, the times you can make it out as you get older or fewer and further between you know if you're busy whatever this that it's uh it's funny how that works i'm fucking with this thing really quick sorry i'm not trying to What's be right like... so what what were your uh 
What are, what are some of your favorite places that you've been as far as maybe not even for surfing, just where you're like, oh, this is a great place. I, I could bring like my girlfriend here, or my, recommend my family to go, you know. I really like Spain a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> I just love that coastline. Like once you drive, I think it's south or maybe east. Like, yeah, I guess it would be west from where Mudaka yeah. is. Once you get around that corner and that coastline is just like these vertical cliffs straight to the Atlantic that are like three to 500 feet high. Really? Just amazing. Like Spain almost like amazing. what you would see like in Ireland, like coastal, those cliffs. Yeah, like, kind of like that. But just, different landscape. Just different, yeah. Just the people in Spain are really cool <clears throat> and the food there is really the best steaks I ever had. It's like their cows are like golden retrievers on grassy knolls just eating grass. So That's it's like crazy. the steaks just like so unbelievable you guys ever get into uh off the top of your head any weird scenarios like bad situations where you were like scared like feared for your life at any point and or i'm not like talking about like, out too hard yeah, at a bar like well, not surfing at all but literally like in a country that's not your own country and you're like in a bad scenario mm. I luckily never really dealt with anything too crazy, but I mean, it seems like most of the bad shit always would come around when you were out drinking or partying, you know? Where, yeah, was there any place that it seemed to kind of gravitate towards more than any other spot in the world? I mean, Mexico always has had some definitely <laughs> sketchy yeah. stuff going on down there, you know? I mean, decapitating people and hanging them from the... Uh, just hanging like, people from overpasses, just, you know, just like the cartel. Did, yeah, did yeah. you guys ever run, did you guys ever get harassed running into the cartels or anything? Yeah, I mean, there's been a few checkpoints that we would go through that were definitely fake checkpoints and definitely oh, yeah. questionable, but. Would like give them 50 bucks or something? And never, never really had to, yeah, a few times we've had to pay our way to get out of stuff down, down there, but. I mean, I just, you always hear all these horror stories and like one of the towns we went to, uh, Micho Khan is like definitely one of the most sketchier places down there. And what's Micho mean in Spanish? Cause it, right. Khan is like with, right? Or am I totally just butchering Spanish? I guess. I don't know. I should Google it. <laughs> I mean, it. just a name. It's just a name. I don't know. Um, God damn it. I forgot what I was about to ask. Oh, uh, so, so yeah, rough situations and this oh, yeah. and that. I mean, I feel like you get any young surfer skating, like young guys that are free at will to do whatever, and you give them, you know, some booze and yeah. whatever. Some shit's gonna happen usually, you know. So not not necessarily every time, but oh, yeah. But I feel like when you're in like, if you're out like in the in the like Tahiti and stuff, though, you're there's not really anything out there. Right? So you just surf, have a couple beers, get yeah. I mean, bed, those are the most whatever. friendly people yeah. I think I've ever met in the world. And there's the no Tahitians city are... to get in trouble in right it's just yeah. surfing hanging when did you uh when did you move to california with Corey? i was living out there before i moved back out there with Corey. i was actually living with jason kenworthy when i first started working with lost and what were you doing then i was basically working for lost and surfer magazine and i was also got my foot in the door with a uh doing the webcast for all the the California events, all the WQS events. Videoing and stuff? Yeah, just live webcast. <clears throat> What'd you, you, 
I was going to say, what did you still. think of it? <laughs> I'm wasted off yeah, of crap. Yeah, I feel it too. Yeah. I feel it more this time than last Friday. Really? Yeah, I'm not like wasted. I'm just like... You got like you took, feel like you took a pain you drank pill. too much. If you feel like wobbly, no, 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 no. I'm not. I, I'm very mellow. I I drank the white. I thought it was gonna make me like. I'm like really Chill. enjoying your guys' <laughs> company. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, sorry, but what I was gonna say was, fuck, I forgot. Oh well, I, I was gonna ask, were you shooting stills too, or were you just videoing? Nah, back then it was more video, and I, and I remember when I was. One day when I was shooting next to uh, Brian Bielman, he's like, I, I was always asking him and kind of picking his brain because he's like one of the gnarliest photographers out there since mm -hmm. I've been a kid, you know, like he's always been somebody that I've, a name that I heard and recognized. So I'd always pick his brain. And I remember him saying, I'm like, how come your still photos and still photos are always so crisp compared to video? And he's like, I think one day we'll be shooting on the same thing. We're going to be shooting on like a camera that'll shoot both. And sure enough, like a oh, couple of years later, revolution. he was right. And things started to get a lot cleaner. Like I noticed like now I'm shooting with a Canon, everything, you know, and yeah. the same thing he's shooting with, but now you're capturing moving images. So things definitely got a lot better once they got to the DSLRs because tape was just kind of, you always had problems with tapes. You can only go through it. You had to just get that stuff digitized immediately because because it would wear out the yeah. Grade, you would right? stretch the tapes out. So you would transfer it all to seat to CDs. And yeah, tapes would get stretched out and just kind of deteriorate over time. So you had to get it digitized pretty quick. And what was your uh, what were you shooting with? What what camera were you using? I I, th I think I was using a Sony forget what model it was when i first started shooting with Corey, he had a, a canon i think it was a gl1 or xl1 no that, that was right? the smaller one this no, was the, the big gnarly one that like had a it like like yeah that's yeah, the xl that, that xl one yeah gl was the little one with the, the handle one. i had a gl one yeah it was the xl one that took the interchangeable lenses that thing was just uh looked really awesome and like looked like it was going to be a great camera but the footage wasn't that great off of it yeah were you wa shooting water or were you just from like long lensing it from most of the range? time from the beach long lensing because you would get the whole ride and just depending on the budget and how many filmers that were going to be on a job right you know like there were times that i would film from the water or from a ski but um for the most part i mean you're <clears> only getting you're trying to make money and you want to get the length of the ride where if you're just getting a pass by you're missing the rest of the way yeah, i guess you know? that's yeah i didn't even think about that yeah passage some like artsy like go yeah. under and it goes through yeah there's and, only a couple seconds that you can get like the golden shot if you're in the water and it yeah. depends on the setup too you know it's like some places are definitely harder to swim so yeah some places you don't you can't swim because you're not going to be able to get anything you're just going to be getting beat up the whole time mm -hmm. yeah swimming. it's true i didn't even think about that again i guess everyone in the water is photographers right mm -hmm. just shooting for yeah. the most part i mean yeah. there are videographers out in the water too yeah. as well but what it's, was the dude's name uh that was a uh, videographer water guy fucking madman like strunts dj strunts mm -hmm. remember him yep i feel like if you're going to shoot water footage you're going to do it in a shallow spot in my mind to where you can kind of hold yourself in a place right or no you gotta swim yeah a lot of those guys i mean they're just swimming just non-stop <clears throat> you ever have uh 
kind of changing gears. Sort yeah, of. Yeah, any yeah. weird, uh, like shark? Got any good shark stories? Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember uh, in the, in the East Coast, you'll obviously see them a lot, like little four-footers, mm-hmm. four- yeah. or five-footers, nothing crazy. But the sketchiest situation I've ever been in with a shark was at Black's Beach in California in San Diego. And it was just a foggy, creepy, eerie morning as it was. And it was just me and Tom Mason early in the morning. And I'm on the rocks kind of getting suited up and just kind of checking it out, seeing where the zone was. And Tom was already at the water line getting ready to jump in. And I see this huge blast just thin come out and everything. It was like on a seal or something. And it was a huge, (laughs) great white for sure. And so I'm like pointing at Tom, I'm like pointing on the outside, like trying to signal no, no, no. And he thinks I'm signaling, yeah. Like, go get it. Yeah. There's a set coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, he's jumping in and paddling out. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta go, I gotta get, let him know. So I'm, I gotta paddle out to him and tell him, I guess I gotta do this. So yeah. finally get out to the lineup where the waves were breaking and I'm like, Tom, there is a huge shark out here. And as soon as I said that, I mean, this thing's probably like 150 feet away from us and it made an implosion and the circumference was probably like i'd say at least 50 foot wide of just total <laughs> upwelling water and then a fin came Jesus. out just thrashing and i and i was just like oh god it was just way too close for comfort and so i we he saw exactly what i was talking about then and we both got out of there but Blacks is a good oh, wave. So yeah, that's. So, what did you? Uh, how did you like California living out there? It took me a little while to get used to it. When I first moved out, when I was living with Jason, it was kind of just a whole new ball game. I didn't have any of my friends, you know, mm-hmm. any of my good friends around me or family. So it was just kind of like a whole new introductory to life. And yeah. And what? How did you end up living with him? Was it just ran like I think Mike I think Mike Riola had talked to him and because Jason has done a has done a lot of work for Lost over the years and so it all just kind of worked out so that was my place to stay yeah and I ended up living with Kenworthy and so you you were working for Nike right for a while or was it Dusty Payne or what was that yeah I was working for Dusty Payne for a year and that was that was fun he's a cool kid so what happened with the whole Nike deal. Nike just kind of got booed out of the industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the more core brands were just kind of not into having some major corporate stick and ball yeah. brand trying to get into the surf scene. That was a whole, that was a weird thing when all that was going down back then. Yeah. Like, like guys were doing, making those don't do it stickers and <laughs> don't do it. Don't do, just it. do it. That's, I just, that was a like 1999, 2000. Well, that was a long time ago, but like 2006, 2007, like the industry just blew up. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, everything changed. Like it, it bottlenecked. That it's always pissed, happens. It's pissing with the door open. You can hear open. it. Yeah. <laughs> Empty and efficient. Dude, this kratom is interesting. Yeah, I could feel. I feel like I took a pain pill. Is that that's yeah, that's, that's exactly how I feel. What you feel. I yeah. don't feel a little tingly, a little like yeah, yeah. It's weird. I felt. I never felt Dude. this combo. I guess I, I've only had it a few. I feel other times. very mellow, but that's not the. It's, I did red and white. 
Well, maybe well, just the red, the red, they might have put more red in it. The red's more relaxing. How long have you been drinking Kratom for? Speed when did you get into this? Kratom. Speed I got onto the Kratom program when I quit drinking. I made a choice to quit drinking. So it'll be come August. It'll be about three. It'll be three years now. Not a oh, drop. Wow. Were not you a, getting like? Were you get, just getting too water sick of being hungover and? Yeah, fat, getting, I was getting. I got. I was getting in trouble. Okay, and just, yeah. just kind of getting angry and. Just at some point when I, the alcohol just had started, that the fun was not there anymore. It was just like I would just get like angry. Why do you think you're getting angry? What do you think that, where do you think that came from? Because you're probably like one of the nicest, coolest dudes I know. I don't but know. But if you were to drink, it just, I think you it think... was maybe just a mindset that the alcohol was putting me in. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, ke- maybe. It, chemical i mean i don't chemical change you it's know just, yeah. well, to you're, go well, from a depressant so you're you right. get burned out on it no because so, I, I, I know i started kind of developing it when i was out there in california like i was kind of starting to get snappy and oh, just, really just like disgruntled it was like getting disgruntled and yeah it, was like, it wasn't get like i'd start just like getting negative on everything right you know? just like looking at the negative side of things and yeah it just puts you in that mindset once you start running down that trail you, and you know? haven't what'd you say you hadn't drank and you haven't drank in how long it'll be three years come august yeah that's do awesome you, do you like obviously the place you're in we you know what i mean like do you that's a hard thing to do it's not fucking easy to not drink and live in florida or live in this area yeah i mean it was definitely it's been a lifestyle change for sure i mean when i go out to music events and stuff i don't get that woohoo you know yeah like super stoked you yeah. know it's i still enjoy it but i just don't feel like totally right. stoked out i wonder if that's because like everybody else everybody's is drinking drunk. around yeah. yeah so like you know what i mean i don't know like because that's another well, thing like, we're I older now too so it's not like we need to get it's a little bit of everything wasted, i think you know I don't know. I'm not trying to shit on drinking, obviously. Like, I still drink. I I definitely haven't been drinking even a quarter of as much as I used to in the last probably month. It's interesting, like, being... Just watching it unfold around you, if you're around people that are drinking, just right. watching how people can change and how it, how exciting their talk gets. And sometimes they just start repeating themselves, you know? Like oh, you'll, yeah. You'll hear no, the same repeating. story 20 times in a night. Right. And, and I think like that that's how and, and also you don't end up staying somewhere as long you know like mm-hmm. you might go to a party but after an hour you're like I'm gonna get out of here oh, yeah. everyone's drinking like yeah yeah because <clears throat> other people are drinking you, no one really notices how wasted but yeah when you're sober but but I think that's that's a good thing like yeah. you know everyone I don't know some people try to what do you mean you're not drinking I'm, I feel like, like, I'm always stoked when people right stoked. I just remember so many times like waking up to go surfing and mm-hmm being hungover with partying with the boys the night before and we're all frothing the night before to go surfing and we're all pounding beers and then you wake up the next day and you just feel like just just you just feel like you're breathing fire you know yeah you're trying to perform and want to do your best and surf the best but you're just like you feel like hell yeah yeah you know i just remember being in the bahamas the last trip it wasn't the last trip but it was just a trip that we did with Baron and Pete and Corey and I think Cody might have been with us and we were on the boat we drank every beer on the boat we had just probably went through I don't even know how many and I remember that next day I could have surfed 
and I'm just sitting in the boat, just hung over as could be, watching Pete and Baron surf, and I'm just like, I'm never drinking again. Do you think you drank? Is that is that that's the last time you drank? Yeah. Really? That, that's, that's the like, last time I it. quit because I just I was just so bummed that I could have surfed this way, but I just didn't have it in me. I was like, just felt so like death. I hate right. that. Yeah. Do you think you drank excessively? Like how much when you used to drink? How much would you? When would you drink? I was more of a binge drinker. Like when I did drink, I'd go big. Right. So I, how many days a week do you think you drank? I'd say probably three. Like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, maybe like or whatever Thursday, maybe, Friday, maybe, Saturday. Yeah, maybe Wednesday. You know, like middle of the week or something like that too. Yeah. I mean, that's my thing. I don't drink. Like, I don't know. That's. I wish that I could just drink a couple beers. Actually, I don't. Like, if I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna drink and get drunk. But you it's get funny drunk when you don't. When you don't drink, Just. I feel like you have such an advantage over so much shit, mm-hmm. man. Oh yeah, for you know what sure. I mean? Like, I don't know. It's, no, I, I I've never heard anyone say like you know some people say it's hard, but everyone yeah. says their way life is is much better you know you're healthier you're more motivated whatever you know so i've never really you know there's people that struggle so maybe they're they're not quite there yet but most people who've quit are like you know yeah well it's it's been a yeah it's been a positive turn yeah for sure yeah so that's what i so did you when you did you have to like lay low for a little bit first were you like all right fuck i can't like risk it i can't go out like be around anyone for yeah for a little bit i think i did and i and i still pretty much do keep love. I mean, I don't really don't even like going out to bars if, to go if friends are drinking. I just yeah choose not to go because I just, there's no need for you me to be there. don't want to smell like cigarettes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, you don't want to hear the same story 30 times. Same story 30 <laughs> times and it just, it just gets Remember old. that time we were saying key? Are you, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you, uh, did you find it harder? Or do you have a girlfriend or anything? Did you find it harder to uh, yeah, meet that's... women or to meet have you. Not having the liquid courage. Uh, well, you're just not around a bunch of other. You go to a bar. There's girls, guys, everyone. Uh, yeah, you know, like yeah I, mean, I definitely feel like I've lost like that, like super cocky confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just don't even go out of my way right. anymore. I just right, kind of right. cruise. I'm not like trying. Yeah, you're not on the pride. I was just always, always uh, curious about that. You know, like not. You know, through friends, I guess you meet people. But, yeah, you know, so. usually, I feel like everyone, 80% of the people that they hook up with or dated or been married to, they've met them at a bar. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, you know, it's, it's our part. That's pretty <clears throat> pathetic. Well, it's just it's, weird. Yeah, it's just the truth. Well, in the, when wild, you're younger, right? it's one thing. You know, when you're in your 20s, yeah, it's probably how you're going to meet your wife. You know what I yeah. mean? Or whatever. But, like, when you get to our age, I feel like, uh, you know, I call it the reject pool. Like, it's just, if you're not married... <laughs> you know what I mean? If you didn't, you know what I'm saying? You're just around a bunch of other people that didn't get married or didn't get married and stay married for a fucking reason. You know? I don't know. Well, like, but, people change, too. I mean, you yeah. can be married for 10 years, and if you decide to go one way, someone else decides to go. You know, it's... Right. Would you ever move back to California? I think I could. If You know, it's just that there's good waves out there, and you definitely get to surf a lot more, and I don't mind the... The wearing wetsuits so is that something you want to do though like is that like you know what i mean i mean if, if the right opportunity was there mm-hmm. yeah it would be worth it you know but it's uh it's a pretty crowded area and it's it's um 
just pretty fast pace out there yeah. you know here's definitely more laid back but the tourism here is just yeah getting a little bit too much for me to deal with yeah you gotta go to the east coast maybe like vero or some somewhere that's still a little bit yeah i mean back. but I mean, you surf today though bonkers you surf today at sand today, Key, right? yeah it and was, it was like shoulder high yeah chest about high. waist to shoulder high yeah blistery conditions yeah you know you know how it is you think there'll be waves tomorrow morning probably not what about longboard waves maybe for longboard yeah Go surf. I had to work like, all day today. I know. I want to start going surfing more, man. It's always fun. We're it's, gonna try and go in the morning. I'd ultimately like ultimately like to be uh, maybe somewhere in Central America, somewhere where it's warm and tropical, and the yeah. mount the mountains meet the ocean. Yeah, I've always liked that. That is cool. Fuck yeah! Well, let's wrap Sweet. it up. Yeah, that was good. It was it's awesome, so funny. Usually we're you. fucking drunk as shit. So I know it's, like it's fun to over. like know the things that i want to ask somebody mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i'm very mellow right now it's, they're from uh, the kratom should yeah. we go get another kava i don't know if i could drink another one maybe a kombucha oh i'm yeah. down let's do it perfect all right thanks hatch all right Appreciate see you guys, it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. later have a good one